Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. Thank you, Jesus. Appreciate the worship team and all the production and everybody who is here helping us to have a wonderful service. Come on, let's give a hand to our worship team and to the people who are manning all the cameras and people who are um, in the control room and the people who are online. Thank you for being with us today. There are a lot of things that are going to happen today and uh, we are uh, excited for what the Lord is going to do. Are you ready for the word? Anyone ready for the word really? Amen. Aren't you glad that we have the word of God? Amen. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for empowering. Thank you for edifying. Thank you, Lord God, for the time that we have today that we can focus on you. Regardless of what's happening, whatever we're feeling, I praise God. I thank you that you are there, our strong tower. You are there, our firm foundation. You are there, Lord God, our light in the darkness. Thank you, Lord, for everything that we can focus on you and you alone. In Jesus' name. And everybody will say, Amen. Amen. It was so perfect with regards to everything that we're singing, especially the last part. We're in the song goes, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Amen. Well, you know, when times are rough, when times are, when you're in a storm, you know, I found out that you can, well, of course, when you're riding like a ship, you know, people tell you if like it's, it's like there's a storm, look to the horizon. Look to the horizon, right? Look to something that is fixed. And ladies and gentlemen, we have someone who is there for us all the time. And we're going to find in Luke chapter 24, verse 13 to 19. This is what happened. This is after the resurrection. And we find here, and let me read in verse 13. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking in the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. And as they walked along, they were talking and about everything that had happened. So something happened, all right? And as they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. Let me say this, that Jesus will always appear whatever state you are in. If you are feeling sad, if you feeling are uh, lonely, if you are happy, if you are whatever state, know this, that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, and everyone will say amen. He's constantly there, ready to help, ready to illuminate, ready to share, ready to impart things. Aren't you glad for our Jesus? Amen. But look at verse 16. So this is what's happening, the state of the disciples. But God kept them from recognizing him. Okay, later I'm going to address that. And he said to them, what, what are you discussing so intently as you walked along? You know, there are many things that had happened in the past few weeks, maybe in your life personally. For our nation, there are people that are grieving. People are happy. You know, people are fearful. People are hopeful and all of these things. So people are talking, all right? People are talking along the way. They stop short, sadness written across their faces. So this is the state of the this uh, this uh, two disciples sadness written across their faces then one of them cleopas replied you must be the only person in jerusalem who hasn't heard about all things that had happened there in the last few days and then jesus said what things among you know jesus knows everything 
Okay? The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, this is like a comedy here. Jesus was just, you know, he, he's there, and the disciples were not really understanding that he was there. So they said he was a prophet who did a powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the high eyes of, the, of God and all the people, and continued and all. And then look at verse 25. And I want to point some things here. Verse 25, then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, na-rebuke pa sila, okay? You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clear, clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then look at verse 27, what do you do when you are down? What do you do when you are perplexed, when you are sad? What do you do in times when storms are raging, when the storm is raging? Look at what Jesus did. Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. What a life group. Imagine Jesus himself teaching you about himself. All right? What a life group, okay? So, Jesus will show himself to you through his word. We found out a while ago that God kept them from seeing them, you know, seeing him in the natural. Why? Because God can definitely appear supernaturally to you. All right? But he desires for us to discover, find ourselves in the word, find himself in the word, and find ourselves in him. That is why we teach. That's why we sit down. That's why we ponder. That's why we hear. Amen? Because there's something about having revelation knowledge. Amen? Verse 30, and so as they sat down, he took the bread, blessed it, and he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened. That's the power of the Word. That's the power of this community. Whenever the anointing is here, the Word is preached under the power of the anointing, our eyes are going to be open. Amen. And so suddenly their eyes were open. They recognized Him. And at that moment, He disappeared and said to each other, look what happened when the Word is preached. Okay? Didn't our hearts burn within us as He talked to us on the road and explained the Scriptures to us? Something happened inside of you the moment you open up your heart to receive the anointed word of God. Amen. Your situations might be pressing, but something happens when we decide to look and turn our eyes upon Jesus. Amen. It is a choice. And you know what? God will always be with us. Amen. And here, this is a classic example when the anointed word is preached, preaching about the gospel of Jesus Christ, who he is, what he's done, and who we are in him. Lives are going to be transformed. Lives are going to be changed. People who are down, depressed, who are sad, don't know what to do, they're going to see a light and they're going to see hope in the Word of God when Jesus is preached. Aren't you glad that we have this freedom here in this place today? And even here in this nation that we can come together and hear the anointed Word of God. Can we give praise to Jesus for this? Amen? Amen. And so what happened was, didn't our hearts burn within us and talk with us on the road and explain the Scriptures to us? And within the hour, 
That person or those disciples who were down, ready to just sad, written, all, you know, written in their faces, strength came in to the point that within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem to declare what, what had happened. They had strength. I pray for strength for everyone in this room today as you hear God's word. Amen? And so that is why the anointing of the Word of God, the Spirit revealing, the music, the worship, all of that is here so that you and I could be edified. Amen? Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. This is a passage, you know, that God has given to us with regards to our, our year. The watchword of the year is higher. Everybody say higher. Amen. And so let me go to Revelation chapter 1 to 2 in the Amplified Version. Again, it's good to go back and remind ourselves of why we're here. Regardless of what happened, regardless of uh, what we're feeling and what we're experiencing, what, what we're facing right now, I praise God that God has given us a watchword. Amen. We watch the Word come alive. Amen. So it's a watchword. We, come, we watch the Word come alive. And so when God says that we will go higher... There's no other way but up. All of us are going to go higher. So, and after this, let me read. After this, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard like the sound of the war trumpet speaking with me and said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. Last Sunday, Pastor Mylene spoke an amazing, wonderful, it edifying a lot of people were just blessed with that message and the title was after this and my title for this sunday is know this <laughs> i just want to ano lang mag flow lang ako with pastor mylene but know this and there are four things based on this verse that i want for all of us including me to know are you ready Okay, number one, know this. Know that the door is open. Know that the door is open. After this, I look and behold a door standing open in heaven. Aren't you glad that we are under the covenant, which means a covenant of grace, which is, that means that the door in heaven is open for us. Amen. Look what happened when Jesus, you know, Jesus died. Jesus opened the way to the Father. In Matthew 27, verse 50 to 51, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. And so he was, in the, he was uh, being crucified. And with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook and the rocks were what? Were split. You know what that means? That speaks of, you know, the, if you understand the temple, there are different rooms in the temple. And the one that separates the most holy place wherein we can find the presence of God is in where? Is in the holy place, which is in the Ark of the Covenant. And what happened when Jesus died, all right, when he died, the, the, the veil was torn from top to bottom. That means God is saying, I'm not... You know, I want to be out there in the hearts of the people already. Amen. There is now a change in the shift of covenant. 
I am now can be a Lord and a personal Savior to each and everybody. I am not limited in this room. I can now be in the hearts of the people. Amen. You know, that, that speaks to me also today, that heaven is open for you because of what Jesus has done for us. Aren't you glad that the heavens are not close? That we can come to God anytime. Hebrews 4 tells us this. Hebrews 4 verse 16. Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace, that is the throne of God's gracious favor, with confidence and without fear, so we may have mercy for our failures. And everybody will say amen. We can approach the throne of grace. Come on, think about that concept that you and I can come close to the Father, to the presence of God. Years and years before Jesus' death, people cannot come to the presence of God, cannot linger. You know, they need to prepare themselves. One person can only Come into the presence of God once a year, but you can come anytime. Not only go to the presence of God, but stay there. What blessing that you and I have today under this new covenant that we can approach the throne of grace that is the throne of God's favor with confidence. That now I know that I can come to God. Now we're in the presence of God with confidence. Before, before the new covenant, people cannot say that. But you and I can now stay in the presence of God. I can say we're in the presence of God because of what Jesus has done. Because the door is open. When you pray, the door is open. Amen. When you, when you pour your heart out to God, the door is open. The door to your salvation is open. The door to your healing is open. The door to your provision is open. Whatever you're believing for, heaven is open. Amen. Heaven is open for you and for me. That's why, let me say this, expect favor and grace. What are you expecting? Oh, because this is what happened. Oh, because my candidate did not win. Hey, amen, your future is not dependent on a candidate winning. Amen, your future is dependent on the God who loves you and you've given your life to Him. And so let me say this, because the door is open in, in heaven, I can expect favor, I can expect blessing. I can position my heart to hope. I can position my heart to hope. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life for what? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we must expect, we must come into a posture of expectation. Amen. A posture of believing and receiving. Why? Because Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the confident expectation of glory. New life. What are you expecting in the days to come? What are we expecting? You know what? Me, I needed to find my expectations. I needed to check my expectation. Where am I expecting? What am I expecting? Because disappointments and frustrations and challenges, you know what, can try, will try to take you out, you know, and refocus your visions on something that is bleak, something that is not, not, uh, not, not good. But when the Word of God comes in, you know, and shows us what He has done for us, the love of Christ, empowering us to look to Him. And what happens to your expectation? You find again your expectation. I pray that you will find your expectation. I pray that as you look to Jesus, 
you're going to see what you're hoping for and believing, that you will always be in the posture of hope. Anyone believing for anything today? Amen? Number two, know that God is speaking. Know that the door is open. Know that God is speaking. In Revelation chapter 4, it says, And the first voice which I heard, like the sound of a war trumpet speaking with me. Aren't you glad that God is speaking? Amen? And I, it's just interesting. He said the first voice. Why? Because maybe there's a second voice. Maybe there's a third voice. You know, there are other voices around. But who is your first voice? Who are you listening to? Who's the first voice that you're listening to? I pray that it should be, must be, the voice of the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God is going to tell you things that must, must take place after this. Aren't you glad that we can hear the voice of the Spirit of God? Amen. John tells us, oh, I love this part. It says in, uh, I'm just going to find my verse. Okay, John chapter 10 verse 27 tells us, My sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me. Amen. Who's the shepherd? Jesus is the shepherd, and so we are the sheep. And so he says that my sheep hear my voice. Amen. Amen. Sometimes for us to hear his voice, we need to be quiet. Because there are many voices all around, voices of like this, like that, you know, a lot of things. Sometimes we just need to pause. I needed to pause and remind myself, wait, stop talking, start listening. What is the Lord speaking to you in this moment? What is the Lord speaking to you with regards to your situation? Where are you in your listening? <clears throat> It's good. You know, I love it. It's quiet. You know what? God speaks to us in a small, still voice. He speaks to us with the presence of peace. <coughs> peace. I need water. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Mylene. Okay. Peace. So thank you, Lord. So know that the voice, the God's voice is, thank you, Pastor Cyrus. <laughs> so know, all right? No, the first one is what? Know that the door is open. Second one, know that the voice, the God is speaking. Number three, and there are more than the following, the other pastors can come in. I'm just opening things up. Know that, number three, know that there's always an invitation to come up higher. Whatever your situation, God's intention for you is to come up higher. Know where your position, you're seated in the heavenly places with God. That is your position. He wants for you to know your position so that you can operate from that position. How I apply this in my life is, if I deal with people, how am I looking at this situation? Am I looking this, at this situation from a standpoint or from a viewpoint of higher? Or am I looking at this situation from a low perspective? 
when I'm facing with problems, when I'm facing with people, you know, with uh, issues of people, when I'm dealing with my own issues, you know, with my some problems, you know, how am I looking at this situation? Am I looking at it from a viewpoint of higher or am I looking at it from a viewpoint wherein it's head-on, face-to-face? God's desire is that we come up higher. How do I operate? How do I react, you know, with a certain situation? Do I react the way God wants me to react or do I react the way other people want me to react? Everybody say higher. You are always going to be tested. We are always going to be tested. But I pray that we will always come up higher. Amen? Because God's call for all of us is to know our position. Colossians 3, 1 to 4 tells us, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And then look at verse 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Because when you are there, I remember I mentioned this, we were... It's so nice to be, have you tried dining in like a revolving restaurant? It's so nice. Your view changes. You know, at first I was looking at uh, this place and then later on I'm looking at another place. You know why? Because we were in a revolving restaurant. We were in a 33rd, we were at the 33rd floor and it was a high place and we begin to see things differently. I don't know about you, but it's so nice to see you know, from a high place. Your perspective changes. I pray for fresh perspectives for you as you continue in this year of higher. Amen. That you will begin to see things from the viewpoint of God. Amen. That you will see yourself from the viewpoint of God. Oh, I am no good. You know, kawawa naman ako. Pity me. I pray that you will begin to see what God, to hear what God is saying, and to see what God is wanting for you to see with regards to your blessed, wonderful, glorious self. Amen. Let's come up higher. There's always an invitation. So when you're faced with a problem, come up higher. Come up higher. Lord, who are you in this situation? Lord, what have you done for me in this particular situation? Lord, who am I in this situation? Come up higher. Amen. And you know what will happen? You're not go going to operate in the soul realm wherein your emotions are going to get the, the best of you all right, and produce the worst of you that, you know, you're going to be swayed left and right. Kawawa naman ako. Kawawa. Galit na ako sa sarili ko. Galit na ako sa mundo. Galit na ako sa Pilipinas. Galit na ako sa ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Hey, 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 hey. God is desiring for us to come up higher and begin to see, who are you, Lord? Who am I in this particular? You know what? When you begin to see this, it leads me to the fourth point. Okay? The fourth point is, no that there's always an after this in every situation or in every season. He says, come up higher and I will show you what must take place after this. You know what? There's always an after this. Let me say that again. In Christ, there's always an after this. There is a progression. God is a progressive God. As far as the plan of God is concerned, it is already finished. 
Let me say that again. As far as the plan of God for you is concerned, it's already finished. Even prepared before you were born, the Bible says. And so for me, I would now trust in the one who made the plan and allow him to, to grow me in the situations in every season of my life. Amen. And so because even if it's a hard situation, I know that there is something good that will come out of this because there is always an after this to my situation, to my season. Maybe it's a good season. For some of you, it's a good season. You know what? It will get better. Maybe it's a hard season. You know what? There will always be something good that will come out because I am in Christ. I can expect hope. I can expect glory. I can expect favor. I can expect the plan of God. My life is not my own. My life is His. I've given my life to Him. And so, Lord, lead me. I don't understand what's happening right now, but I know there is an after this. After this. There is an after this in this situation. I know it's going to be good because I put my trust in you. Can someone say amen to that? So I pray that you will see there is a good after this. There is a glorious after this. The path of the just, Romans 4, 18, is like the shining sun that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Amen? After this, you can look forward to a brighter day. Amen? You can see that in Christ is going to get brighter and brighter and brighter as we allow Him to help us, empower us, as we fix our eyes on Jesus. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us, I know. Aren't you glad He knows? Among you love this verse. For I know the thoughts and the think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Do you believe that? Do you believe this? Do you know what? That this uh, was in the context of they were in, in bondage. They were in captivity. That God spoke to them, for I know, regardless of what you're feeling right now, for I know, regardless of what you're facing right now, you're in your 70th year of captivity. I know, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. There's an after this to all of this. There's an after this to all of this. You know what? The end of this will be me facing Jesus face to face. Actually, it's not even the end. It's actually the glorious beginning when I see Jesus face to face, and I persevered, and I continued, and I pushed on. I say, Jesus, my life is yours. And he will talk to us and says, good, thank you, good and faithful servant, well done. Enter the joy of my rest. Amen? It's all about him. So persevere, continue, move on. Amen? And lastly, John 16, verse 13 to 14. These four things are something that God revealed to me through this verse, Revelations 4. Know this, a door is always open. The door is always open. Know this, that God is always speaking. Know this, that there is always an invitation for us to come up higher. And know this, number four, 
that there is always an after this to every situation. John 16, verse 13 to 14, and I'll end with this. But when He, the Spirit of truth, the truth-giving Spirit comes, He will guide you into all truth, the whole full truth, for He will not speak His own message on His own authority, but He will tell you whatever He hears from the Father, and He will give the message that has been given to Him. And He will announce, praise God, and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. Holy Spirit, open, I open up my heart to you. Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you. Reveal, empower, make us see, make us know. We hear your voice. We desire to hear the first voice, the only voice. Spirit of God, I thank you, God, that you are imparting, encouraging, and, and showing. I pray for your people, Lord God, that we will always know that there is a door open for us, a door in heaven that will translate in the natural. There's always an open door in you. I pray that we will always remember that we will hear your voice, that we will contend to hear your voice, that we will always have an an understanding that there is always an invitation to our situation, an invitation for us to come up higher. And Lord, help us to always remember that there is an after this, a glorious after this for every situation that we are in. Thank you, Lord, for imparting. Thank you for speaking. We love you. We honor you. We bless you. I pray for encounters in the days to come. I pray for speaking. I pray for people, you know, taking time to hear your voice. Wake up in the morning to just be intentional rather than looking at our phones, looking at whatever. Maybe your phone is in your Bible. I don't know. But really be intentional to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Thank you, Lord. All of us come up higher in Jesus' name. And everybody will say... Amen. Come on, let's give Him praise. Thank the Lord.